Yo, this is Zero from El Vu and LA Natives Podcast. And I'm happy to announce that Malinali Superfoods now has a storefront location. And we invite all our community to come and partake in our family recipes, in our ancient foods, and in our intention. Our intention is to gather our community, to share the wisdom of our ancestors, but most of all, have a place to be ourselves. So we invite you to come to 4528 Whittier Boulevard in the heart of East Los Angeles. So come, stop by, enjoy our awas, our superfood smoothies, our nutrient powders, and understand that food is our medicine. Our ancestors were brilliant engineers, and they created strong, powerful foods that we share with the community. Aho, Ometeo, Tonansi, Tonato. We start out on this new road. No turning back. But we have our ancestors with us. We're going to continue to dance with them. Dreaming them. Calling them. Are getting back to their voices. They are becoming real to us and speaking to the 
Once again, LA natives, it was a Sunday commitment, crazy weekend. Absolutely, bro. It was fun yesterday. I don't know if anybody saw on LA natives. Well, I'm sure some of the, the brothers and sisters, I know Brandon was there. Brandon commented on the IG. Was he Brandon tattoos? Yeah. Well, he saw it live. Okay. He, did, he didn't see it in, 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 uh, obviously he didn't see it in front of the crowd, but he definitely commented and we got a bunch of views. It was exhausting, but damn, we did good. And if everyone is trying to figure out what we're talking about, it's Mexica New Year, Los Angeles edition 2021. 2021. Yeah. You know, LA Natives had a good presence there. I had a great time performing for every everybody who knew my music and everybody who became familiar with my music. And it, it was an honor to play in front of you and to play actually a show right finally even though it was like backyard style and we got that feel back right and you know who was dope east of the river was dope mad max and and viva, viva mezcal yeah we got to get those guys in here um it was like a family event so mexica new year 2021 that's what we're talking about and it was it was nothing but success i think for short period promotion. Much respect for Jag. We had him in the studio last Wednesday yeah. promoting the event. And much respect to him, you know, to pull off an event like that with with such a short notice. Just that's more kudos to him, right? Zero? It's not easy. It's not easy to pull off, especially during the time of COVID, you know, this whole stupid shit. Yeah. You know, but hey, it, it happened and it's there was no interruption. And this is just a small introduction of what we're planning on on organizing in the future when it comes to throwing more events, having Zero perform live. Absolutely. Inviting a lot of the guests that we've interviewed to perform yeah. at our events. That's the whole point of Valley Natives is to create a community, a network of artists that believe in what we believe in. You know, we have the right to stand up for our rights we have the right to question authority we have the right to say what we need to say and without it being distorted and confused for something else like something negative when you want to take care of yourself with your own medicinal structure or whatever you want to call it in your own way there should no be no outcry and we should have a right to do it. And that whole event was about speaking out and speaking your truth and and being who you are, which is native. So we had a lot of Dantantes come out, right? Yeah, there was there was Lazaro. Lazaro's like really famous for being a Dantante. He's about 80 years old and he still does danza. He's like probably the one that could danza more than anyone. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like for hours. So Jose Guru says in the chat. He's seen most of the clips from the event from yesterday. He truly missed out. Hey, we missed you because I know one day all of us are going to be together in front of each other and we'll be able to express ourselves in a healthy way. And I can't wait for all those brothers and sisters that just saw it on live. Go out there. Go see it. It's there. It's going to be there for, what, 24 hours. 
and uh, oh, actually, it's on my my feed, so it'll on your Instagram, on feed, my Instagram the whole feed. performance type. And I have a video of it, so we can post it onto uh, YouTube, uh, YouTube, and to um, LA Nita's podcast. We didn't do that. Yes. Right. Yes. My whole performance. The whole yes, performance. we could. Shout um, out to Palomax. She killed it. Palomax killed it. Shout out to Jaguar. Jaguar. Jaguar Force. killed it. Azomali. Azomali. Sub, Sub one. one. Uh. Uh, the list goes on and on of what happened last night, and it was it was amazing. And I, you know, the time that I got to play was sunset, which is a very special time for me. I like sunset. What I liked about an event like this that it showcased a lot of independent artists, people that are in the vendor business, yeah, merch booth business, people who like to go out to markets like this and showcase their work, sell their merchandise, uh, paint the murals make money off of it um we saw a few a lot of clothing designers there a lot of people pushing their own merchandise and this is why this show is very very special yeah well the the market was very very lit is the young kid the young kids say <laughs> it was you find if you wanted to find a a shirt if you wanted to find a necklace if you wanted to find jade if you want to find obsidian if you want to find danza tra- trajes um I've, it's all. It was all there. It's still there. It's still going to be there till what? Six o'clock today, or I believe, if I'm not mistaken, till 10 p.m. Today. Okay, so 10 p.m. You still got a chance to go and experience the market, and please go out there and 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 support all the vendors. They're they're kind of spread out due to COVID, and you know we want to be equal about our postecames, the ones that come out with with the merchandise and they spend a lot of time and they're very independent and. You know, hopefully, Mondo, will one day we'll have a good market so that the people could really go out and, and, and not have to buy mall stuff. You know what I mean? Like, and that's the whole point of this show today is that we're going to talk to the indigenous designer, you know, who maybe one of the most influential designers right now in our community. That's dope. That's cool. Because, you know, remember, we've had conversations about him in the past and like the way he presents himself. And like those shoes that he designs, mm-hmm. it's top tier level. Yeah. yeah. When it comes to the concept, the layout, the schematics of the design. Yeah, I was it's- talking to somebody at the at the Mexica New Year about how, you know, corporates like Nike and Adidas, they just regurgitate old old uh what do they call them? Um styles, right? Oh, we're gonna put out in twenty twenty one the nineteen eighty three shoe. You know, it's just like Re, like nothing is creative about it maybe different colors but the shoe is the same and this is what we're talking about when when we're asking the indigenous designer who designed shoes maybe he only makes a hundred and then they really become collector's idol uh, items well, like it just goes to show when the new jordans come out or the new kanye west's come out like people by the thousands line up in these lines to only purchase them at retail and to flip them for triple the next month. But see, the problem that I see with that kind of a system is that when, if you have a line of people like out the door, like let's say for instance, realistically for the indigenous designer or any designer that decides to do it independently. I don't know if he does. I don't know if he has a contract, but still, um, they wouldn't possibly be able to make a hundred thousand, two hundred thousand. And if they did, would you really consider that collectible? Like 300,000, 200,000 pairs of shoes? I don't know. 
I'd rather go, oh, dude, the dude only made 5,000. That's it. That's all that exists on this planet is 5,000. Wow. Now it's a collectible. Now it's rare. Well, apparently with Little Nas X, you know, this conversation we had le- last week about this, uh, the devil shoe. Right. Right. <laughs> he, I guess they only printed 666 of them. Right. If I'm not mistaken. Uh-huh. I'm trying to keep it very, very exclusive. Right. How do you feel about that? I mean, again, they didn't come out with a new design. It was an old design that they just painted over and added a face to it and a controversy. Right. So these corporate establishments, Nike, Adidas, Reebok, all these people are just regurgitating and coming up with clever ways to burn you. Because what was so creative about Nas X? Oh, they put a drop of blood. Oh, wow. He wants to biocontaminate us now. And no one says a thing. Right. But even just the fact that they're using the model of the shoe, that's like what? It was a 97 or 93. Mm -hmm. 97 a 97 air force one they already have the they didn't have to pay a designer to redo the design for the air force night they had to put add this stupid ass pentagram buckle on it and and now it's worth two thousand dollars so i think we just as a community have to be more creative of our of our selections not that anybody in la natives would go buy that stupid shoe but i'm just saying that let's be creative and respect and appreciate are artists at hand like the indigenous designer yo 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 hello hello how's it going guys how you doing brother it's a pleasure to meet you yeah man uh same here uh glad that you guys uh are bringing me on and just uh talk uh i don't know talk whatever whatever questions you guys have yeah i mean we're i mean well and this is the reason why we brought you on indigenous designer um when we launched this podcast me and zero talked and we were like we want to bring on highly influential individuals from the indigenous community right and who are those people Mm -hmm. we did our research and it seems like every week right zero we're bringing on i don't know i consider it the best of the best for what they do Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and when it comes to what you do indigenous designer by far, man, you've clearly separated yourself from being, quote unquote, like an amateur designer to someone that's like really, really branding yourself mm. as a, I don't know, I see it equivalent to a celebrity designer, but in the indigenous community, mm. which I'm all for. Mm-hmm. It's like fighting against the machine. Right. Well, I think being unique and, and being able to create or even come up with a concept that would battle such a big conglomerate that people are just embedded in like nike right yes and we we we, we want to hear your story yeah so give us a quick what was the inspiration of, yeah. of making shoes something like that uh <laughs> that's that's a good question that's a really good question i think uh it's funny because I, I get asked that um obviously it it, it comes up more than more than once and mm. it's funny for me the answer is never uh like oh, I had this huge, crazy passion that I, I never even like it. For me, it started when I was younger, and uh, the way I just looked at product, or uh, and when I was younger, growing up on the Navajo Nation, it's like, and on every res, it's like basketball is a big. You you kind of 
that's the sport you want to play. That's the one you want to excel in. Interesting. So my my eyes would always go to like I'm going to get new basketball shoes, and I mm. and I would study them differently. Mm. <laughs> I wouldn't, you know. Of course, I'd like the the latest uh, Jordans that were being released, but I studied. I shouldn't say study. I was just drawn to how it was put together. You know what what made because for me it was Jordan was my favorite player, but why does this product? What's deeper than just me getting it because of him? Mm. It has to be something like uh, uh, the engineering or how it goes together. And so and all of that combined with, uh, I was always big into just just science and, and, and art. Mm. And uh, growing up, I was always told that a lot, a lot of kids are told that you're really only given like these five options, mm. three to five options, like go to school, become a, a doctor, a lawyer, uh, uh really all these, these these jobs that are really only available on a reservation which i got to a certain point i thought that was a little bit kind of that, that was a little sad mm. that there's there's only like this list of five jobs that you want to shoot for mm-hmm. and so i i got a job i actually went to grad school all the way to grad school for sports medicine and uh <clears throat> excuse me worked with uh college team or d1 college d1 athletes while i was in college went back home the, the same old story, you know, the, the res saying, come back, you know, and, and, and kind of bring this, what you've learned back to the community. Back to the community. Mm. Uh, so that being kind of like my mission, I did, but it, it just didn't pan out the way I thought it would. I, I found that uh, there was something more that I was actually pushing for. When I got back home, there was a deeper need or there was something missing that it reminded me when I was younger of, why I would go and look at product a certain way. It was like, you're trying to find this identity. <laughs> We're trying to find this identity in the product. Yeah. And it, when I, when I kind of connected those dots and was really, you know, just realized that I could, I've been doing this, you know, I've been either, whether it's modifying product, whether it's drawing these ideas, that's something I feel like I've been doing as a kid. Mm. And when I found out there's somebody out there getting paid to do this and they're being able to share this with a lot of people Mm. but this this bigger group of people becomes this following of like like sport culture or Mm. sneaker culture Mm. and to me that it didn't sit well with me because now i'm seeing myself like like when you when you realize that you can do something just as good as another person who's off the reservation most likely Mm. You know, who's living right next to, who's living in Portland, who's living in a city, who's related to somebody who's working in the industry. They're getting this easier access to these, uh, these tools, these, uh, these, uh, I don't know, whatever it is that they can create product. They they can, basically, they're just, I think I was was hearing you guys talk about these big corporations, but they're just spewing out product left and right. Mm Mm-hmm. And I'm sure and, you, and we're and we're we're just we're getting it, you know. We're like, gotta have this, gotta have that. And there was something that was always deeper to all of that, which is why I wanted to get into product. That was kind of like my muse was, what is it that you know? Why is it that it, it's it's product? Maybe not just footwear in general. Why is it product? And I, it came back to like, there's this identity idea, you know. We as a as native people, we sometimes there's something so powerful 
to our story, our story, our different mm-hmm. tribes, different people. There's there's something so powerful that we've heard it wrong mm-hmm. in a way. Mm-hmm. And as we grow up, we, we have access to all these very powerful products, you know, like, like Jordan shoes, Nike shoes, Adidas shoes. Mm-hmm. But, and that's like where you kind of put it all into like, with these shoes, I could be this. With these shoes, I could be that. Which is a big marketing element when you think about it. Mm-hmm. But what I wanted to do is like there, there's something that there are there are kids like me growing up that are just looking for that. What if you had that product? What if you had that product that like uh, like Nike made? You know, mm-hmm. there's nothing like there's nothing magical that really happens on how they make the shoe. Mm-hmm. But what if you could make that? But then you paired it with part of your culture basically part of like a big story mm-hmm. you pair that and to me like that is what i wanted to do and that's kind of what i want that's the story i want to give to younger people to older people to not just look at a shoe and see like oh that looks like a moccasin but no like that is very reminiscent of your past or mm. what where you came from like that's a that's really that's really cool evidence in form like physical form of who you are as people and to me like that's it's so powerful it's a very powerful story that big companies they don't have access to it unless they have access to the token indigenous the token african-american the token Mm. person Mm. they they basically you're kind of like a door right and then they can you know This is the latest blah blah blah. So and so was working on it, but in reality, it it uh, it's kind of just like I, I might have went kind of all over the place. No, but. no, I think it makes complete sense. There's a lot of to dissect on there. Right? I, well, for me, I I remember how I got introduced to sneakers. Not that I'm a sneaker buff or 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 someone that collects sneakers. I'm not that. But I remember back in the early '90s when the Jordans came out. Not the first Jordans, because I was still a little young enough to care about that kind of a shoe. But I was about the white Jordans, the one with the black sole, and it was white, and it had it was they, they looked like space shoes, but they were super mm-hmm. expensive. I remember people talking about them all the time, like those shoes are a hundred dollars. Like, and back then, a hundred dollars was like, whoa, you never paid a hundred dollars for shoes. But I went to my cousin's house, and his dad was well off, and he bought him a pair of Jordans. And he went, look, and then hopped on his skateboard and started skating on him. And I was like, oh, my God, they're like $100 shoes. And, and, and then I started thinking, why am I even attracted to this shoe? But at the time, Jordan was killing it in the NBA, right? And us in L.A., we don't have, we have sports. We have L.A. sports. You know, we have the Lakers and we have whoever they're playing. And Jordan was killing it. And it just seemed like. I want to be as powerful as this man. And if I wear his designed shoes, the ones that he wears, then maybe I'll just get a little bit of his essence or glory or whatever the heck it is in your mind. Yes, sir. But, you know, one point that the indigenous designer pointed out that for some weird reason, like for me, for example, I'm a big basketball buff. My Mm -hmm. parents put us through YMCA playing in all the basketball leagues. Mm -hmm. Freshman in high school played football, so I'm um, all about sports, athletics, and stuff. But mm-hmm. there, it's directly tied in to sports culture, culture and fashion, and heroism. 
That's what I'm getting at but with it's Jordan. It's weird because at the same time, when they're trying to sell me that $200 shoe at that time when I was in high school, the only reason why I wanted that, the hottest shoe on the block is to impress the chick. Right. Or your friends. Like, And then it was to the point, right, indigenous designer, where remember those days when we were kids and we would have the nice shoes and we would clean them at the end of the night or in the morning because we wanted to make sure we kept that yeah. value because uh-huh. it was things that maybe we couldn't afford. And our parents worked so hard to get us those pairs of shoes. Right. So I feel you, indigenous designer, how there's that there's that battle between forced culture, you know? Right. And, and, and the crazy thing is what you guys are talking about and, and kind of where I, where I, where the opportunity where I, what I saw is this forced culture. It's funny because growing up, you know, growing up be, being a Navajo, it's like there's in any, any native tribe, it's like, you have there's a strong culture. There's a strong, there's strong traditions. There's such a strong story to how and who you are and how you came to be. Um, but as we get older, you know, we, we always heard our elders talk about, you know, that, that being lost and it wasn't, it wasn't so much in, uh, um, not practicing like, uh, the, the certain traditions, but I think it was just, it's being lost in the sense that that was so grounding. But now that it's gone, we're grabbing onto these other things, right? We're grabbing onto these other things that are happening, that are new, that are hip. And so that's an opportunity where, what if, what if there was these other shoes, products, or whatever that had that were tied to that culture, not just uh, um, basically you're you're playing at the playing uh, the playing level of the these big dogs. Um, well, they, know, they can't, they can't, big corporations cannot continue to feed a machine. That's why it's like, almost like where the NBA right now personally is like stagnant with LeBron James. Like they keep regurgitating LeBron James and trying to make him better than he really, truly, you know, even though, it, even if he is the best player or whatever, he's not going to be the best ever, 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 ever. Like no one's ever going to see somebody like, like there's going to be somebody who's going to work harder than him. There's going to be somebody who's going to be more talented than him. There's going to be somebody more hungrier than him. And then they'll exploit that. And then they'll put a shoe on him. And then they'll start exploiting that shoe and the essence and the memory of that shoe. That's why I like what he's, what the indigenous designer is doing because he's doing that, but to the ghost people, to the people that are no longer here, but you're connected to. You feel power connect. Like if you rocked an indigenous design on a, on a, on a, on like you showed me Armando, like the shoe that you made, I wear that because I feel like, damn, crazy horse would rock this in this time of day. You know, like I feel not connected to a sports figure, but to someone who stood up for me, someone like those elders, although we romanticize our, our indigenous heroes. Right. Just like we romanticize a basketball player and going, oh, yeah, he's, you know, who he is. And I want to be like him for some people, for some spirits, for a lot of spirits. When it comes to indigenous things, put a symbol, a little symbol on something and you'll see how they gravitate to it. Yeah, no, that that's 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 right on. I mean, look at uh, look at Nike and seven. Right. Mm -hmm. Uh, I mean, it, that that when that first launched, I was in grad school, living in North Dakota. Uh, I was going to school there, and uh, I remember being excited when I learned 
that was happening. Not really knowing kind of like, you know, where, where it would be, but that's the idea. It's not, uh, before it was a, a, a totally new, and in, 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 in the industry, it's called totally new. When you do everything from outsole, midsole, upper, everything's new. You got to open, basically you got to pay more money to open some, uh, metal moles and all that stuff to get it made. Mm -hmm. Um, but that was what it felt like from the starts, what they did as they got older. It's just Air Force One slap this on there. Mm -hmm. It's uh, Air Jordan Seven slap. It, it's a colorway. It's a it, it's a colorway, and it's it's uh, more of a, a material play than it is saying, "All right, I'm gonna push all that to the side. I'm gonna dig down deep into the form." And that's the thing. I think automatically people go straight back to, "I want to just put a mock toe on the shoe, right?" And and that could be it. But what I'm where, where I'm at and where my head has always been at is I want to dig deeper. Nice. Like I want to dig deeper in really showing, creating this form that it speaks to you like the Jordan one did, the Jordan two did. Like there's a reason why those spoke to people. Mm -hmm. And for, for me, it's like I, I want to be able to contribute some sort of identity. I'd rather younger kids look at stuff that I make in the future and say, you know what? I can relate to that mm -hmm. because I came from that area or I grew up in that area or that, that shoe that he came out with was based off of a, a story back in like 18 something, like, like something crazy like that. that. That's what I'm talking about. That's exactly what I'm like, talking about. It's like, that's what people don't hit and big companies can't go there because they don't have permission. And I've always seen that they never had permission. Mm. And that's how I always positioned myself is, I have that permission, or at least I, I want to go down there, not for the sake of a company trying to pay me money to go down there or to be like the face of this next line of shoes. Like, no, I want to go down there because it it is a lot of our people's right to like have a lot of our people, a lot of native tribes already have their traditional moccasin. They mm -hmm. have their style. Mm -hmm. That's their style. Mm -hmm. When you go into any designers, any creation, any any team, any creative team, and you know they're they're concepting, you know, what's this next shoe? A lot of times, they're moccasins on their inspiration board. Mm. Like, and you wonder why? Like, why are moccasins up there? It's because they they symbolize so much. Mm. It, it's early footwear. It's simple. It's functional. And but. What, what, my my stance has always been it dies there and i when i saw stuff like that like i don't want it to die there mm. that's an opportunity like i i could be a person or other people to take that to the next level and not just um <clears throat> not just rely on brands like minnetonka um not rely on brands like nike and seven even like i'm not if i go out there and say okay you know we're native and I'm looking for something that's like, that's going to hit me at like this indigenous level. Mm. And you make a list of things. You come up with, okay, at the top, Nike N7, uh, Minnetonka moccasins, but they just, because they make moccasins. Um, Visvim, but Visvim is like, I don't think there's any like indigenous people bringing those to life. Wow. It, it, it is, it's Visvim is more of a, a street, you know, culture that is like, popping in japan and they're they're oh. so hot and 
it just like stuff like that is when you make a list there's nothing mm. so it's like when i when i'm sitting back i'm i'm like behind these doors in the industry right and I, i'm seeing like how things are moving and there are there are a group of people that can be like oh i like these shoes because it reminds me of hiking in the swiss alps and the, they're they're european mm. and they're they're tied to that that mm-hmm. style that look mm-hmm. <laughs> when i look at something i'm not even tied to it mm. so i'm like what i don't want like nike and seven to be like my identity right. and like right and like picking shoes like i don't want that to be the only thing that i'm like oh it's nike plus it has like the indigenous thing like that just that's just like it it doesn't just it doesn't sit right with me it's like it's like then, rooting for a, a team a sports team with an indigenous name tied to it and going yeah that's dope you know like but it has nothing to do with being indigenous and it's a major corporation that's putting the team together and it doesn't make sense i get it i get what you're saying where look i'm an indigenous person i grew on the res i figured out a way to manufacture shoes and here's the story behind it wow that's a powerful collectible thing the crazy thing is there's not a lot you know i'm sure there are a few people out there but i i was working in in portland living in portland oregon which is shoe town you know there you got nike you got adidas you got under armor you got mizuno you got all these brands that are pocketed all over there mm-hmm. so it is like the shoe mecca wow. of the u.s to just like and manufacture shoes is that what you're saying yeah wow. they, they, they're designing the the, the latest shoes I see. you know of, I see. Of any of these bigger brands uh-huh. and um, it's either the west coast or it's the east coast i see um and there's just there's opportunity that uh when you get a design brief it's not that everything has to like reach me at a level but i i question every time I'm like why aren't why aren't people designing stuff for native people not to be like i just want to do it and, and be like uh like in racist in any way it's like no it's like a, if you guys design stuff and I'm considered a minority and I'm not in do something for the minority mm. minority being people like me mm. people you know indigenous people you know like, like what if I went down that path and what if I I you know just kept going and and, and were able to like connect uh people with with product in, in a weird way it's basically doing what all these big big brands are doing and uh mm-hmm. just seeing that um <clears throat> that being an opportunity i, I kind of wanted to just i wanted to do it like it was one of those things i'm like right. i know i had the uh everything from a uh i didn't say like i learned a lot while working at, at a footwear company for about four years mm-hmm. three four years mm-hmm. and that's kind of uh I just saw like yeah I I need I needed to do this because there are kids like are searching for things yeah. you know the, the the younger indigenous uh, population they're searching for uh identity they're searching for the reasons why they should get stuff and and I feel like we should have something for them and that that goes beyond apparel even I mean apparel is such a a rich um, element of of any native tribe like story and traditions but footwear also 
is so huge. Like, mm -hmm. what shoes were Navo was wearing during a long walk? You know, were mm -hmm. they the, the regular moccasins that these other smaller companies are making? Were mm -hmm. they uh, were they just pieces of leather wrapped around their feet? I mean, like, there's there's so many questions that that like you that's, basically that's, are creating it, your you know own. What? You hit it right on the nail, brother. I don't mean to interrupt, but you hit it right on the nail on why people don't do or target indigenous people. You mentioned the long walk. When you mentioned the long walk, that's people walking a whole entire state or two. I don't know exactly how long it is, but it's not a happy story. And they feel guilty. And all the people who are in corporate seats or CEOs come from European culture they so they go well let's just bury that story right there we don't want to tell that story because we don't want to open up a can of worms when we start opening you know doors about indigenous people because you're saying when you describe the res i describe my project in east la the housing project that that we all lived in right or a poor neighborhood that we all it just didn't have the label of reservation they don't want to tell the story of their conquest they don't want to put it into light that's why it's and, so threatening when you go, well, I'm going to start using traditional moccasin designs and maybe some some weaving and maybe what you're going to tell the story of the people we took everything from. Uh, I, don't want, I don't want to touch that. That's my opinion. And what were they wearing? What were their footwear? <laughs> those long walks. Man, they're so they lie so much. I don't even know. But I know that we were able to, you know, be at one with nature and know what exact animal to kill so that I knew it was going to last a certain length of time. It wasn't, we were very different than European culture. And that's why it's, it's like a, 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 a cog that just never ends and just gets regurgitated because I don't think it's creative for Nike to go, Ooh, look, our new design is the 80 shoe. That's not creative at all. That's not creative at all. But if, if this brother right here goes, man, I just went to North Dakota and I spoke with an elder who told me a story and I got a vision of a shoe. I want to make it and I want to tell the story and I want to connect the story to the shoe. And I want to compete against the conglomerates with that shoe. Right. Because conglomerates want to tie it to a person. Because if you tie it to a person, he dies and someone else gets replace some other new athlete or some other new person that they can exploit for years and years and years but when you tie it to stories it almost seems like it can never end correct right it, it, the like the you were just mentioning uh you know doing something and then competing or like the funny thing is like when i when i started doing it it wasn't even really to compete Right. It's like, I just felt like I want to do something that Creative. if somebody wants to go online these days and say, I'm looking for, and they type in Navajo moccasin, I would love for you see, you see traditional moccasins, but then you see something that a native made that was like, oh, these are like the latest moccasin yes. trail yes. runner shoes or moccasin yes. hiking boots, like something like that. Yes, absolutely. My <laughs> like brother needs to like, that's kind of like where, like what I imagine like pushing towards like there needs to be something like that otherwise we're just trying to pick and choose like what is it that we want and the or sad the part is we're always picking what is inspired 
outside of the U.S. Or we'll, we'll wait. That, or we'll wait twenty years, right? Or for we'll wait twenty years for an athlete to be from the res who wins a gold medal, and now Nike can exploit the Nike indigenous whatever. But like you know? how he mentions, thousands of kids right now are searching for something they can relate to. So yeah. I'm because all for media. I'm all for trying to get that SEO coverage, that URL link to the indigenous designer shoe before like. The number one link would be a Nike inspired native shoe. Mm -hmm. That's what I'm saying. Right. It's by Nike, but inspired by this native designer. But they won't Nike won't even bring it up unless there's a native physical person who won a gold medal, who plays for a basketball team and won't like, you know what I mean? Where they're going to highlight it and they're going to go. This is an indigenous shoe. And they they, but then again, they're going to go and they go, oh, wow, we're going to try to. These people are already disenfranchised, displaced, and already come with the sad story. We won't want to. They don't want to highlight anything that does with that, unless he's a, a good athlete, right? And he runs his course, and then he gets the fuck out, just like everyone else, right? That's what I'm talking about when I talk about corporations, right? They're not. It's not a a, a traditional thing that's going to be led on in a good way. They're making money and they're exploiting people and they're exploiting people's culture. So when I see an independent artist or designer who's not competing, but just doing what he feels, I can make shoes and I could put this story behind it. And if someone talks about it, people will buy them. That's simple, right? And the crazy part is we we always have we always have a story. Yeah. What I was what I what I was getting at was companies will pay design. Well, they 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 designers they employ they'll send them uh, across the world they'll send them on these inspirational trips to do what to to learn about other cultures or to learn about what whether it's sneaker culture street culture uh all the way to whatever culture japanese culture or what have you but bring and be inspired by that and bring it back and then mash it up and like this is what i'm calling this this because it reminds me of this i saw these I don't know these uh somebody balancing rocks and it made me feel this way like like that's all cool but they had to search and search for that and what what how I always approached it was I already have a story mm. I have this story that was started here and there's a rich history in the in this land before it became America so that's the kind of stuff I want to tap into and that's the stuff like that when you get into that area that people, like you said, they'll throw up that red flag and say, whoa, we can't go there. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, why? Like, why can't I go there? Like, I, if anyone needs to go there, like, I need to go there. Like, mm-hmm. At least I have a past mm-hmm. to go there. And exactly. Uh, exactly. They, throw up this, they throw up their flag because, like you said, it, it makes them feel bad. It makes about. them feel bad. It makes them feel oh, bad yeah. to highlight a people bad. they and, raped and took all their land. It, I don't... I can imagine an exec going, okay, but oh, who's the athlete that's going to pitch this for us? Oh, there's no athlete. We just want to do it because it's a story and it's a good story and it has a good design. What? What does that mean? What do you mean a story? What is it connecting them to what? These people, 1800s, 1800s, we broke so many treaties. Oh, that's a bad road. Don't even go there. You know, that's why I think you, it's hard. I don't know if you know, if you, if you, if you listen to our podcast, but I point out the truth. And this is all about 
people feeling superior to you, right? And so they're not going to, why is there such so many hurdles to allow something, right? And I get it. Oh, well, it's going to be a marketer and we're going to lose money and we're going to do not good ideas. Don't lose money. Good stories don't lose money. Right. That's why they always exploit either a black kid from the hood and they make a little story out of him and he becomes this phenomenon. And they do that to people in the res, too. Oh, look at this one native who did it. But they don't want a person like this designer to go, hey, let's make some shoes that make kids feel good about being native and and being proud of being native because being proud of being native is standing up to people who came with manifest destiny and doctrine of discovery. They don't want to do that. They're not going to ever. So you just got to continue doing it on however you best see fit. Right? No judgments. I just love the story that you're telling me. We need to tell our story and I'm going to tell it through shoes because kids tie their identity to their shoes. Well, and he nailed it on the coffin when it comes to the mainstream itself not putting spotlights on true native indigenous designers that are out there. Mm -hmm. Because we know that there's a lot of them out there. They're just not spotlighted. Maybe indigenous designers, there's a lot of good native designers. It's just they don't get the credit that they deserve. Oh, I think that's very true. I think it's... uh uh, it's just one of those, it, again, like I, I, I don't, I don't know if I, I'm almost certain I felt it. I just felt like, uh, what I was doing. Uh, so when I was working as a, a footwear designer for, uh, uh, this company called Keen Footwear. It's in Portland, right downtown Portland. Mm. And, <laughs> uh, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm, I went on the bet that I was probably the first native American to work in their, that Not first, first designer yeah. in the history. Right. I mean, there are there are other natives there. We're pretty good friends, but as far as designing in this fifth floor, you know, where the product room is, like I, I'll, you stand out, mm. and mm. you know, and it's funny that. Can you explain to me who you saw there, though? Who did you see there? You're there, right? You're native. You're from the res. Yeah. Who else is yeah. there? Explain that room. I mean, who, who else is there? Is it just? Um, Caucasian whites? Is there some blacks in oh, there? Oh yeah, there's, there's. I mean, it, it's, 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 it's Caucasian. It, it's more of a, it's more of like a, to me, it felt like a European-driven. There you go. Boom. It's, it's, it's branded European. Absolutely. I mean, it, it, you, you look at the the footwear in general, but what, what I saw, you know, outside of that was just not, not only my story, but my skill set, my eye, my, you know, my observations, all, all of this. I was at a, a different level than all of. Them. Mm. Like I, I separated myself and it showed and when that showed when it when it showed that I was separate from uh, the rest of the, the designers there it almost they, they're threatened there, there's a weird feeling of they're not superior um, to you and that like threatens just, all white people you know of the doctrine of discovery right brother have you heard of that I haven't heard that no. okay the doctrine of discovery really quickly the Doctrine of Discovery was a, manifest, a manifesto written by a pope in, nine, in 1493 that gave authority to any European nation that was seeking land elsewhere. The authority, if they were not Christian or Christianized, they were less than you, right? 
So now think about that. They keep that mentality, keep that mentality. Hundreds years past, hundreds years past. They abduct children, they indoctrinate children, and they make them feel less than them. So now if you walk into a room of white people, they don't have to say nothing. You just already automatically feel that. Because you're not white. And you're not European. That's what you feel, in my opinion. It's not your opinion. This is my opinion, LA Native's opinion, right? And they feel threatened that someone can actually be more talented than them. Someone can actually have a deeper soul, a deeper bloodline that goes thousands and thousands and thousands of years back. That's how we are as Natives. They severed us from it, but they didn't erase it. They but, severed us. But from they're it. willing to make money together. But when they see a threat, they instantly come up with this conclusion where it's like less money for us, less money for me. Mm. Or, or even fame or even ego or even, oh, I didn't design it. Because you know those big shots. In those rooms, you got that one college white boy that fucking thinks he's the shit, right? And then some kid who just has good heart and good design and good artwork makes him look like, whoa, you're, you're totally different. You know, and that threatens them because it doesn't give them a superior like you're supposed to be indoctrinated, which is the doctrine of discovery, which is um, manifest destiny translated for the West Coast. Right. The East Coast was doctrine of discovery. And then they went, well, we need to go more West. So let's call it manifest destiny now. It's still under the name of Jesus or 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 their Bible where they said, well, you're not Christian and you're not white, so we can take all your land. We could take your kids. We could rape your children. We can do all that stuff. And then hundreds of years pass and pass and pass and pass. And now you walk into a, a room of white people and you feel like, oh, shit. But uh, how I see here. it, how I see it, Zero, that's absolutely groundbreaking for what the indigenous designer has accomplished to walk into that room confidently. Yeah. And say, look, I'm a designer. I fit in. To recognize it, to recognize it, brother. That's what I want to highlight in this whole bit is that you're recognizing your difference from their perspective because they severed you from your culture. They didn't. They try to erase it, but the memory lives in the blood. Your inspiration comes from your blood, who you are. Correct? That's why you're the indigenous designer. And I know right. my, and my kids are going to be like, I want those shoes. You know, because they represent them. I saw on the website they were priced at one fifty. Cheap, like, cheap. That's cheap. That's cheap. And from how I see it, they are in stock. I believe, right? Which uh, the ones that are coming out, the the M ones. I'm talking. Yes, the M one trials. The the M one trial. Uh, no, I think the, that that was a pre-order run. Uh, I think uh, the numbers I got, we, we sold like 759 pairs. Let me go ahead and, and, and pull this up for, for our audience to see. How do your runs work? Like, do you go, okay, I'm going to do a pre-order run and whoever buys them, that's it. And then you go into another design. Is that the way it works? Well, th this was really more of a collaboration with, uh, with Rock D. Mm -hmm. uh, this is the first one. And, uh, it, it's such, there's so much tied to it, right? It, it's like when I was when I wanted to do this, I 
uh, not only do you let me just kind of go and like kind of have at it with uh, with this first one, but it's a collaboration. Mm. And um, and from from here on out, like one of those things where it this this has been something that I've been wanting to do for a while. And uh, with uh, with Rock Deep kind of uh, jumping in to say, you know, you want to do something together. I wanted to keep the ball rolling. I see. And um, but your plans so are to 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 manufacture and distribute yourself, correct? Is that the plan? I do, yeah. And one of those things is, it, to me, that then that would, uh, it's just I get to keep more of that story um, original mm-hmm. to. Mm-hmm to uh to me and um really something the crazy thing is that there's when this happened like i knew this was going to be uh very uh polarizing in the way that when people really look at it they're gonna gonna be like wow this is like what what's going on here Mm -hmm. because we as native people i feel like they they're they're doing stuff you know you're you're drawing some people are drawing like oh man I, i wish this jordan had you know, look like this and like look like that. So it looked like a moccasin. Like they would kind of say stuff like that or they would draw things that look like that. Mm. But for me, it's like, I just going to do it. Like I have the, I have the skill set and, and, and whatever, like I have all the, like the, the knowledge to, to build a shoe from like taking it from, from paper, taking a sketch and then drawing it and then doing the engineering part and then getting it developed and then bringing it to life. And, uh, can I ask what, what, like, let's say for instance, like me and Armando decide to make an LA native shoe. What is the investment on something like that? That's always the, that, that's the hard part, right? People don't realize that that's actually, uh, it depends on if you want to use, um, like the midsole and outsole, which is called tooling. Mm-hmm. It's the most expensive part of any shoe. Mm-hmm. Uh, the upper is everything on up from that. Um, <laughs> And so if you, if you want to use a, a factories, they already have the, the tooling, like the, the midsole and outsole you want, which is people call it sole. Mm-hmm. Then you can be like, oh, I just want to put this upper on it. And I want it to look like this, design it, however you want. Mm-hmm. That's cheaper than saying, I want to do everything from the ground up. Wow. So if you wanted to invest in like new tooling, you're investing, depending on how many pairs you want, factory will charge you, I don't know, anywhere from like, hundreds of thousands because wow. they probably they the factory most likely will say we want to make if you're going to go with us we're going to automatically make no less than a thousand pairs or so right and so all that adds up and you're you know you're <clears throat> unless you find a factory that has all the stuff you want maybe already has a shoe that's just like a blank canvas and you're like okay i want to add these elements to it colors or whatever that's obviously a cheaper way uh-huh and that's what I've noticed some uh, kind of native inspired designs of coming out like that. Mm-hmm. Because, just, of, because, it, of, it is, because it, of the logistics of, of the new tooling, right? Yeah. I can it, imagine. It, 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 is, it is a lot harder to say, you know what? This, this drawing here, like I have, I don't know, hundreds, hundreds of sketches of, uh, of, of what I want, like the next one to be. Mm-hmm. Um, not necessarily with a certain company, but like this drive, you know, what, what I've, what I've been creating, like, and when I present that idea, what I do is, you know, I'd shop around for factories or I just reach out to my contact, which mm. is what I'm you know, I'm glad I made some really good contacts and, 
find a factory that is willing to to make it but that um that is the that is why uh nike is is king because they have access to everything mm. like everything and anything they have iconic tools they have uh hundreds of factories they have uh i mean you name it it's mm. just uh it's there and um for a lot of people if you want to start something new or different you really got to start from the ground up it really depends on how you want to approach it but for me i want to start from the ground up because i want each element of the footwear that when it comes together that i love the stories i love the story of the outsole i love the story of the, of the lugs i love the story of you know how when you put it in and you know like even the the lacing system like the ones that are coming out the m1s like there is an interesting element to how they're laced mm. if you ever put on any moccasins you know other than the most simplest ones like navo moccasins are a little bit hard to get into mm. because it's a time process you know and i i overlooked that when i was younger because i thought it was a hassle but i love it now because you really get to take that time to like this is how this has happened this is going together and this is going to be on my feet and you really just you start to take note that's like regalia more. though that's like regalia like regalia right. or or you know you can't just slip it on and go like right. no it's a ceremony oh i gotta take all the laces all the way off and then i gotta cross it and what goes through your mind while you do that i mean think about when you do that with regalia you're like oh i'm about to dance for five hours so i gotta put this on and i gotta tie it in a certain way and i like it really tight because it helps my circulation you know all that stuff this is if you tie that story to your shoe, my friend, you're going to be very, very, very successful. And we wish you that all the, all the time. And, and I actually hear that a, a small tippet of maybe the indigenous designer trying to find solutions for cats like us to start shoes a little easier and more affordable rather than having. And making solid partnerships with know, other indigenous individuals. How, you know? how I see it, you know, Zero, a lot of artists that are not really all gun ho about manufacturing and designing their own material. We, we tend to rely on t-shirts and hoodies and beanies and Hats. bucket caps and stuff that are like easily accessible. Well, but, and, but, but at the same time, what's the most <coughs> important piece to your wardrobe? It's your shoes. Mm. Am mm. I right? Indigenous designer. Oh yeah, no, it is, and that that's that's where a lot of big companies keep you. They keep they want to keep that secret, right? Mm. They want to they they that's that's the, that's where their patents lie. That's where that's why they that's why Nike, Adi, and Under Armour buy these factories that are exclusive to them. Mm. Um, but the truth is, like, if somebody really wants what you have, they're either going to remake it or, and that's the thing, though, like. For me, like I don't, I don't have that problem, and you know, it, it's it'd be cool if somebody wants to remake it. But for me, I'm like, you guys are already remaking everything that, or at least you're thinking you're remaking. Like your uh, Visva might think they're remaking this stuff, but like people that I know that I grew up with aren't lining up at the door for Visva shoes. Mm -hmm. Why? Because they're fifteen hundred bucks, mm -hmm. but they look like my mocks. They look. <laughs> I should have grabbed them, but they look like my. Like traditional moccasins which is cool and it really makes me want to be like oh i want to have them but 
I'm like, I, I can't. I, there's something about like, I just wish that there was a deeper element than just trying to make it feel like there's this weird native vibe. Like, like, like it, it's a weird, like, uh, it's a look, right? It, it's a look to, to, to have something that came from another tribe. It almost makes me feel like, uh, like I'm in a museum type thing and mm. people are like, oh, I really like that. I want to take it. I want to like make it like this and sell it to John Mayer or something like that. Mm. Um, <laughs> I mean, like, like stuff like that, like it, it just, it, it really, it, it bothers me. And, uh, and I, I talk about this one because they've kind of been my muse because they come out with like beautiful stuff. I'm just like, I wish, I wish that, someone like me did that for some reason because it, it's so close to what what comes from indigenous people mm. like it is so close you know it, it's it's taking a a traditional moccasin from like uh like a like a shine a shine tribal or like a lakota you know tribe and they're slapping a rubber um tool on the bottom of it and it's like wearable and to me i'm like that's cool mm-hmm. It makes sense. It's clean. It reminds me of, uh, you know, I can go down whatever line, but I, I can't, like, I can't, I just, I can't do it. Like for me, that's, uh, it might just be one of those things because I, I, I examine footwear down to the stitching, down to where it's glued and, um, it, it more of the, the engineering elements of it. So, uh, that's the, the part I like. And, uh, when, when these shoes are released, I want to do more videos and work with more um, some people I have back home, some friends and family that talk about, you know, when people are wearing them. And I don't want to just, like, get them out to the people and then, they're like, that's it. Cool, you have them. Like, I want it to be a continuous thing. I want it to be, like, you know, uh, this is the reason why I did this. This is the reason why I did that. You know, there's a story to my logo. There's a story to, like, and that's, but that's how at least I know that we function. You know, it, it's, uh, I am the marketing, if that makes sense. Like, I don't need uh, uh, anything else to, to to try to make people believe. Like a sad story or, right. you know, a tragedy, right. some sort of a, a thing. I get what you're saying. You know, and look so at, look that, at, look at the brilliance been, of the art is what you're saying. Look at the brilliance right. of the art. And also to add to that, what I, what I want to highlight for a lot of, you know, people, I'm, I'm going to be releasing them is all of my earlier sketches all of the things that that led up to why it looks that way <laughs> and i think that uh if people saw that it's more empowering mm. it's like oh I, I see how like it's like when you see the very first sketch of uh the the next uh, i don't know the, the next uh the next hottest car that's out mm-hmm there's something there you start to see that uh that form you start to see kind of the spirit of this product like moving and then you're like wow like that like that's cool there's there's that uh evolution story um yeah like they always do the commercial of the guy doing the clay model right like oh it's look at i'm shaping this new car right yeah Yeah. um i don't know it's uh it's been a very uh just being in the industry and still currently in the industry, um, I just, you know, I, I noticed my my lane, mm. and uh, what what I'm really glad that's kind of happening is that people know my 
people who are a little in, either intimidated or offended or whatever, like they realize that I am kind of this force to be reckoned with and not, not in like, like I want to mess you up so bad. It's just like, oh, like that's cool. There, there is something here that, you know, he's on to something. And uh, whether I keep going with it or whether I inspire some younger kid who, who catches these uh, these podcasts or any of these other interviews or, or even like scroll up across my uh, IG page, you know, something like that is to me like that's cool because I never saw that growing up. And I'm sure a lot of us never really saw that growing up is that kind of spark that like, oh, I could do that. And then I got to go here and I got to go here because how I did it. Like I said, is I was, you know, I went to college, you know, be a doctor, come back, help your people. <laughs> and uh, that's why I love the science element of it. But I also like the art. Mm. And the cool thing of the footwear is that you blend a lot of science with art. Mm. It's not just, it's not just. Uh, what is the science not, part of it? Science part of it is the engineering. Yeah. It's, you know, it's the mathematical part of it, right? Creating the right. mold. It's like a. It's when, when you bring two shoes, you bring in rubber and EVA together, they got to mate together somehow. So oh, like, the chemical reactions uh, no. well, to build the soul. Not so much chemical reactions, but more of the, uh, like, uh, how do they fit together? And mm. all that's engineered, you know? Mm. And, um, you know, the pattern engineering is a whole new world that uh, um, is, is just, it's crazy, you know, building um, flowing fabrics but you're building around this 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 shape mm. it, it's like that is an art mm. um but i feel like that's an art that native people have had they've had we're hands-on right we're we're very one of the first industrious people but it's like i always it's not a joke but i always like when i uh when i see some art when i see contemporary art when i see modern stuff even fashion um, elements it always it's always at the level of uh like this in santa fe right the uh what is it the um the southwest uh indian show or something like that it's, it's a huge uh um it's once a year but basically there's this native art being sold like all over um, but anyhow, like is I feel like the that's always, is that the gathering of the nations in New Mexico? No, 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 no. It's uh, oh, oh it's it's a, Santa Fe. Okay, but it, it that to me like that's always the pinnacle, mm. and I want it to be more than that. Like mm. if Under Armour gets to come out with crappy shoes <laughs> every year, like why can't we come out with some like like there's it, it just doesn't make sense. Like we can't just end at this uh, this art show. And Under Armour's coming out with crap shoes, or Nike comes out with crappy shoes for like um, uh, these smaller chain stores. Like mm -hmm. we should be able to be coming out with some stuff mm -hmm. that is placed, and maybe not necessarily placed in there. But with this this current time and with with COVID and all that stuff, everything's online. Yeah, you know, we should have access to to everything. And and Pers um, personally, like like. What's happening in, in my opinion, very loosely and very quickly is that the shift to it's like an industrial revolution, but everybody's been pushed to their phone. Notice that the phone is being used to buy groceries, to talk to people, to video people. It's a camera, it's a music, it's a it's an Internet now. And now it's like going to be the main that's going to be your storefront, you know, and 
to have an actual building is like, whoa, that's old school. You actually have a, a, a place where you have your shoes at, you know? And, you know, you're right on target. You're right on target to being successful, brother, because I just think that your spirit is just not allowing you not to fulfill your vision, right? And you're right. You do fit in. You're just as talented as any other uh, Wasichu um, executive in Nike. But I love the fact that he is proactively and trying to do it as soon as he can to find solutions to these problems. Yeah. Because I know, can't wait. To have that mentality, you you, you have to be super Relentless. Sharp, super Relentless. sharp. Right? <laughs> yeah. I mean... Yeah, no. I, I, that, oh, sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. I was just saying that, um, you know, when you when you push forward with, with footwear, I, want, I always felt like one of the reasons why that there's less and less people doing it is not so much that is is hard. It is not rocket science of how... Nike makes uh, Zoom X shoes. It, it, you know, there's a lot of engineering. I'm not saying it's easy. I'm just saying it's not like. <clears throat> I think people view it as some something out of like a Marvel <clears throat> uh, movie, where it's like you know, there's like lightning bolts all stuff, and it happens. Like you look at any any Nike shoe, some of the latest, um, uh, their latest and greatest running shoes. Mm-hmm. It's you're gonna see glue all over that place. Mm. It, you look closely at a shoe, you know, there's glue. There, it, it, it's messy. Mm. That's because there's so many parts coming together. These people in factories are just, they're gluing it up and it, it's basically gluing and you're sandwiching together. But mm. Nike does it so cool that, you know, that they're, they're able to expose certain things, technologies. But for me, <laughs> I don't want to be there. Like, I don't want to be like, that's what I want to do because athletes aren't my, um, my main goal like that's nike story Mm -hmm. like my story is before all that like in my story yeah there are athletes there are athletes that came from any native tribe like they're they're, like that is all together in one like when i want to move forward i'm moving forward not trying to say uh this is this is street culture this is street streetwear culture i'm trying to get all the people who are who love streetwear like no i'm trying to get people who have like a cultural background Mm. and that is one thing that nike will never have or adidas will never have or under armor never have like i have we have this cultural background and when you have a culture behind you and wanted to support you on something that's where doors open yeah and like you get to kind of share these these stories and people are like they're willing to listen and that's kind of one of those things where i i want i want to be there i can see myself being more involved uh at least right now that that's what makes me happy is is, uh is bringing out stuff like that and for me like right now it's footwear right now i'm drawn to footwear but i'm not i'm not tied to this fact that it's going to be only footwear Mm -hmm. because i believe that it branches out out to different things because like it could be um exercise gear or whatever you know like you know right i mean or, or, or it, it's just as a designer one of my my jobs is to bring or shed light on an inanimate object mm. if you can make an inanimate object very beautiful to the human eye look at the iphone 
-hmm. why can we not like, why can we like stop touching why can't we like, do this like there are so many of these cool elements that designers do they're almost like magicians mm -hmm. but when you look at what makes things like beautiful it, it that's the space i want to live in and uh, with with any traditional moccasin they're they are already all beautiful but what if you could not elevate those but what if you can just continue that and it's like the people who designed those who made those moccasins back in the day there's got to be someone now not to remake the moccasin that's not what i'm trying to do i'm not trying to remake what i'm trying to do is i just want to like like celebrate it and like bring it forward and say hey this is this is your moccasin in a way mm. but you could go you could you know this is you could set it next to any other shoe and they're made the same way mm. it, or it that's how they they kind of compete not not like this shoe is going to make you run the fastest mile of your life mm -hmm. well that's the way but, they sell it but you your will does that you're 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 paying attention to your body and eating the right diet and having a, a consistent exercise regimen makes you run the fastest not a shoe and that's sad right. sometimes they exploit children at a young age thinking making them think that right don't you think don't you agree I agree. Yeah, no, um, there's, uh, there's just, there's just so many things that, uh, I already noticed that just, I noticed separate me, mm. um, just from what's going on. Um, it's not so much the processes of how things are made, but when you can separate yourself from the competition or the, another person, and then, you know, then it's, it's cool. It's good for, it's good for evolution in terms of product evolving mm -hmm. um but at the same time like i i don't see myself spitting something out like every year mm -hmm. like to me if i could design myself one shoe that i'm wearing constantly you know and the problem is like if i'm gonna buy a nike shoe i'm usually only buying like i don't know two or three of them mm -hmm. that i like but they keep on coming out more and more making you think like, oh, this is the next best thing. This is, but it's the same thing. You're either just like making another color or you're either bringing the zoom air package to the outside, which is, is, is not like it, it is, uh, it doesn't levitate. It's not, it, I mean, <laughs> it, look at the, uh, I'm gonna get off topic just a little bit, but look at the, the latest, uh, no lace, uh, lifestyle shoe you know the whatever they call it the self-lacing shoe that like you get to charge every night for how many hours and you get to like you step it in but it like like the back to the future shoe but, but you have to charge it wow. you, have, you have to charge the shoe i need to look that up <laughs> i gotta see that but there's a lifestyle version but right. like what what is that gonna do for for that's just another other path like i, I love that it's cool that you're going down this futuristic path but is the future what we just see in movies? Mm. I feel like the designer's um, mistake or their um, weakness is to them, the future is looking at all these movies and there's some nostalgic element or like, oh, Tesla's doing this. So we want to think, how do you know like that's the future? Mm. For me, I'm going back. Like I can't go forward until I go back and I want to go back. Oh every day like i'm always going back and i'm going back and i'm going back yeah. to keep going forward oh <laughs> knowledge that's a such but that's such a powerful that's knowledge right that's knowledge that's innate knowledge that's 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 the spirit of an indigenous man who trusts his own soul 
you have that's a good answer and I, i'm glad you shared that with our audience brother because sometimes people when you come from um uh historical trauma you don't want to look back you know a lot of people don't want to look back but you're brave enough to do that because you come from the res that place is a concentration camp that place is not easy to survive and yet you're looking back you're a special person brother i want to recognize you for that and even saying that on our podcast because you got to be a brave person to look back and not be terrified of what was there and look at the story you're bringing back happy i want to i want to help people i want to give people inspiration it's exactly what i do with my music i look back and i just yeah it's horrible but my 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 ancestors my elders never told me it wasn't they they told me it was horrible but how can you survive in that horrific environment that's the key that's what makes you who you are and that's who i see when i'm talking to this brother right here uh, the indigenous designer and his journey from potentially being a doctor mm. right indigenous designer to now yeah that, that was that was that was the goal that was the, the first end goal mm. that was what i i saw myself that's at least what they everything from high school on up made me think that's what i needed to be to be uh to help you know right and and i saw it like i, I saw it and, and it wasn't like it was out of reach for me like i, I like I mentioned before, like I love science. I had no problem with math and science in school, but it was where I applied it. And when I'm the stuff that I'm working on now and how I apply that it is way different. It, it is, uh, I'm finding elements that, um, that, uh, that bring me joy, but it's bringing me joy because I'm able to look at a stitch in a, in like an upper of a shoe, but that stitch has a story. Mm. It, it is not just, uh, it's not the, the Jumpman logo doesn't blind me, blind you from like the overall look. Like, like I like having shoes that have less blown up logos. And there's like the story of my logo. There's, there's five triangles <clears throat> and those five triangles that make up kind of this one logo shape. But those five triangles are related back to when I was younger, I was in college and, and, uh, it, and, um, uh, my grandma would, uh, you, everyone gets homesick. Mm -hmm. My elders, my you know, parents would talk about like these, uh, um, in the Navajo nation before it got smaller and smaller Navajos resided in these four sacred mountains, which was like Flagstaff. You know, you go down to like, uh, the four corners. there's these four mountains, basically there's the, the four corners, the, the, right? space, the four corners, the, the space was huge. Yeah. It even went into like Colorado and more of Utah. Mm. So I carried that on. And my footwear is symbolic in terms of on all of the shoes that I want to come out with, there's going to be five triangles. If you look at the shoes I released are going to be releasing, there's going to be four triangles like around the shoe. And there's this one major triangle right in the middle. And that should be, that's kind of like you, you in the middle, that triangle, that to me is like a, my happy place, if you will. That's like mm -hmm. the place where I feel more clear in thought when I'm back home. That's what my elders would tell me. Not, you know, you're not truly home unless you're within the four or four sacred mountains. So that that was the approach, and that's it's a way of thinking. It's wow. uh, it's how I got through college. It's how I stayed away from um, from home and not coming back to like end this journey right away. It was uh, when you're away from college, 
the the indigenous people get smaller and smaller mm-hmm. and the more i got the one more classes i took in grad school it wasn't a shock that i was the only native mm-hmm. anything after my second year of like undergrad i was the only native so <laughs> and i went and then, on i'll ask you the same question who else who were your cohorts in that class who was there? Was it just you or a few African-Americans, it's, maybe it's one me Mexican? Caucasians. You and Caucasian. It's, it's, so you were, you were you were 1% of that class. I was Not 1%. Even. Wow. And my, my graduate classes got smaller because you get more specific in what you're trying to do. Mm-hmm. So it was me and everyone Caucasian. And that that it's funny, that plays on your mind a bit. You, you start to think you're the only one. And so you, you put yourself in your own little page of like i can only think this far but it was until i started working back home mm. and seeing more of what i love to do come out and i was like i gotta i gotta go do this right mm. i gotta i gotta go take on this uh i couldn't sit still because i knew that all of this um whether it was thoughts concepts whatever all this stuff to bring this to life that, that needed to happen mm. um, so I went back to school and um, I went back to school for like two more years in Portland and just just knowing that this this stuff that I was working on was like I could just do it it's it's hard to, it's really hard to explain but like when you know that you're just able to do what this other person can do mm. the only difference between you and that person is that person knows somebody at this huge company <laughs> and that person is getting extra spotlight or or that person is getting extra spotlight because they look less, um, uh, what's the word? They look less uh, offensive than you. Mm. It's it's so weird. It's like, and so I I played into that. And my name, how I came up with kind of like my my avatar, my name was a senior project. It was like, you gotta be original. You wanna come up with something, brand yourself. So IND is the abbreviations for industrial design, which is the program I was in. Mm. And that's the idea. It was like this industrial design, IND designer, but I was like indigenous designer because it is more of that was a part of who I am. So I felt more native to that, that process than mm. most people did. Mm. Um, but no one really ever got that part of it. Cause I think I went too, <laughs> too deep for that. The class and um, which uh, is but that I mean that's that's just indicative to someone who is talented and wants to take his stuff serious you come from a very displaced environment where not everybody gets to go to college like you you know you didn't go with like 20 other people from your res you know and got into the yeah. same grad classes and you didn't have that camaraderie although the journey is lonely sometimes you know and that's where you learn the most when you're set out on this journey by yourself to find yourself but what you found was infinite creativity what we suffer from is white supremacy and and i and and i go well those people weren't racist around me they 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 were very nice they were friend yeah but they felt threatened when you were smarter or somehow had an answer or how the hell did he get to i i know i used to run a company myself and we sent we tend to like since we're an um uh, oratorial culture like we learn from from doing things right and so i had plenty of experience dealing with autism but i didn't have no degree 
but I had expertise because I was the one that got bit. I was the one that the kid ran away from. I was the one that had to learn how to speak to somebody who didn't have no verbal skills at all. I had to learn body language. I had to learn energy. I had to learn, you know, um, being able to diagnose a sickness. You know what I mean? And people felt intimidated because I didn't go to college and learn that. Right? So what we deal with is a subconscious white supremacy that people in power who happen to be Caucasian, right? The big, the big execs, right? Even if, even if they happen to be brown, black, or indigenous, are agreeing that people that come from displaced communities are less. It's no longer because of the color of your skin. It's just because you come from a displaced community. How, how can he possibly know? It's an arrogance that they have. And that's what you go up against. And that's what you'll go up against every time you're in a corporate environment. Because this is a colonial structure. Corporations and the structures of corporations come from them. European thought and structure. And we're trying to plug into these holes. And sometimes we find myself, you find yourself smart enough to be in this space where, holy smokes, why are they like this? You know, and you get to see and you get to sit in that room for a little bit and realize that's not mine. It's not my way. Nor do I want to create that structure. And that's what it sounds like the indigenous designer is trying to do with his vision. He's in the front lines. Absolutely. And I'm glad that you got the contacts and I'm glad you got the spirit. And I wish you nothing but success, brother. I wish you, I, I want to wear your shoes one day. I want my children's children's to wear your shoes because that's the type of shoe you're designing. Not some regurgitated athlete bullshit that Nike comes up with. You know what I mean? And, and then exploits children for generations after generations after generations. It's just not. I, I, I would... I'm excited to see what your story are what your stories are going to be connected to this footwear. I wish you nothing but the best, brother. Thank you for coming on our show and, I will and spending be putting, time. Yeah, I will be putting in my order really quick. Me too. I'm I'm they're only 150 bucks, I'm there. That's cheap, you know. Whatever you design, I know if there's anything, you, you know, if you got something penny, but I I'm going to be on your page. And supporting you, and we're going to support all the LA natives. Well, are gonna, keep in mind, one hundred fifty dollars compared to what we see at the mall 400 dollars, or two hundred, or two hundred. I mean, my son bought the Kobe's for four hundred and something dollars. You know, he got the new Kobe's. He had to have them. He had that was his birthday thing. You know, guys, if there's anyone tuning in, make sure you guys follow the Indigenous designer. Absolutely, he's a he's one an of the most powerful in an executive way. In an executive, because everything he talked about was in rooms that we don't get privy to, right? We don't get to sit in those rooms sometimes. Right. Right. And he just explained right. and, to me. And it's crazy when you're in those rooms and when you're in those rooms with the, like the man, like the man, the man of the company, mm. and it's one-on-one. -on -one. And I, it's funny. I, I, I Really quick, I got to this point where oh, I was one-on-one. You got, you got on one yeah. Go ahead. And, and they question you, or mm. he questioned you rate yourself out of all the designers and like when you're when you're sitting in that space you know that you've reached a different level of uh of uh 
what what is it? it it's it, you just reach a different level, right? Mm -hmm. So now it's like you're you're able to see above the clouds a little bit. I'm like the dust is set, all the dust is down here, and you're up here, mm. and you're seeing a little bit of what they see. Mm. When I when that happened for me, you know, it, it wasn't a moment that I, I shied away. I was honest up front that I believed that was the best one there, and I didn't get any. Uh, there was no. Uh, feedback as in like, I, I wasn't it was just one of those after that happened i i knew that that space wasn't for me mm. but, um, and maybe you were expecting some feedback i i felt like i i need, i wanted him to be like i i don't think you are one but there was none like i i want i really i mean i'm, I'm a competitive person i went to college to play sports you know and mm. and played sports you know um luckily for, for an undergrad for four years because I had a competitive drive and I, I use a lot of that. Mm -hmm. And, and um, that's where, I don't know, that, that's just one of those things where I want to keep pushing, mm -hmm. but I don't want to keep pushing in this other direction. I, I basically, I found myself at a fork in the road mm. and I could almost lie to myself and and sell out in a way and be like, I'm just going to go down this way and just keep pushing, pushing, pushing and coming out with stuff. And, uh, and not that that's bad. It's just sometimes you do that, but at the same time, the real vision, the real focus is how am I going to help create, bring this young kid, this young 10, 12, 15 year old kid, maybe even like eight years old. If I could help, bring some identity to who that person is, boy or girl, growing up. Like that to me is way powerful. Like that's what these bigger companies are trying to do. Mm. They're trying to get them younger and like stamp that swoosh on them or like three stripes on them. And like, boom, that's what they want for life. But like, what if you get stamped with a, not necessarily my logo, but what if you, the younger kids see some stuff I'm working on or mm. any other person. And then that's in your head. And then you question later on, like, man, where were those shoes I saw like five years ago? Mm -hmm. And like that kind of stuff. And then basically you get the ball rolling. Mm -hmm. <laughs> 10 years down the road, it'd be awesome to see 10 footwear designers that yeah, have come out absolutely. from these like closets or these companies. And like, yeah, I've been doing this for a while and I want to do it too. Or I want to like do something else too. Like that, mm -hmm. that's the idea. Because they all have the same story. Mm -hmm. They just might not want to share it because they're under so much of that, those levels of, um, I don't know, like pressure or don't show your culture. Don't show this. Don't show that. Mm -hmm. But we are, in a, we are at a stage now that you should show your, you should show your culture. Mm -hmm. You should show and let that kind of drive these creations, these, uh, um, it is the year of, uh, I was speaking to someone, who was I speaking to? Um, uh, it was a politician, I think. Um, it was in New Mexico. They're asking if we could bring like manufacturing to New Mexico. And wow. That's a big question. I'm like, uh, I don't know. Like, that would be like, that would be dope. That would be cool. But at the same time, it's like, what, what she said was um, she believes that it's a year of the artist or the, the coming of the, the artist. We're, we're going to start looking to artists and like their visions, their concepts 
are going to help shape the future versus the latter versus what was happening before because uh -huh. there, there are a lot of people that, uh, like like me like all of us that are out there thinking up these things uh -huh. but what if you acted on it what if you actually did it you know that's <clears throat> that stuff is, is more reachable now than i feel like it was a long time ago well, a long time ago we're breaking out of a patriarchal understanding where this old 1940s and 1920s male dominant white dominant it's just ending you know all the colonial statues are being toppled over um white supremacy is being challenged and when we do that it leaves an opening for individuals who are extremely creative which we call artists and they're not only just making shoes and paintings or or music they're chefs. They're people who figure out a good way to take care of kids outside instead of inside. There's, it's, it's, it's the year, it's the shift of consciousness that the Mayas talked about of 2012. And everybody goes, oh, well, we're being restricted. But so much information is being tailored through or, or I mean, submitted and and kind of published publicly through the online thing. You couldn't do that before as a person. You had to make flyers, put posters up. Now it's like, oh, yeah, now I make dresses. Let me take a little quick photo of it or a video of it, and here's my DM, and you can buy this dress. That's a powerful mass thing to give to third-world people in Africa or Mexico who can give you a rare whatever of artistry, whatever, whether it be seeds or whatever it is, the commerce is going through the phone. And so that gives a brother like indigenous designer a shot. And you know what I mean? This is such a powerful segment. And I could completely tell that the indigenous designer has so much to say, just like all of our other interviews, right? Mm. Zero. Mm. So much he wants to put out so much content. He wants to let our community know about, and like I said, for any, anyone tuning in, make sure you guys follow him. Yeah. Check out the web website. It's Rock Deep, right? Yeah, the uh, the website that uh, the company that's making and selling the shoes is Rock Deep. So rockdeep.com. <clears throat> um, really appreciate your time. Such a legendary conversation, right, Zero? I'm excited to wear his shoes. And support somebody of indigenous descent who sat in the room with other Caucasians and said, I could do this. And don't be surprised if your shoes sell out, bro. Like yeah. immediately. Yeah, I hope so. I hope nothing but the best and keep designing shoes and and hopefully you'll make the contact so that we're not trying to destroy Nike. We're just trying to find an alternative, please. Stop regurgitating. Oh, no. Yeah, right. Like, I agree. It's like, come on. Is there only three companies that are worth like i can name them off the top of my head nike adidas and reebok and since since you're here we would love your opinion on the new li little nas x shoes those those devil shoes. oh my god that is insane what do you I, think I, about that you think nike knew do you think nike knew about it well you know what's funny is nike knows about everything 
Nike knows. Exactly. Nike knows. It's not like Nike's coming out and saying, oh, we don't we disagree. They're just coming out and they're saying, oh, we're suing Lil Nas. But they know what's happening, just like they knew what uh, uh, one of their employees is letting their son like buy thousands and thousands of dollars of the latest like shoes that are being dropped and no one can get them on the sneakers app. <clears throat> they know about that stuff. Mm. It's like, has Nike like ever been in the, uh, like, they're always talking about Nike. Yeah. And most of it's bad. But yeah. that's that's how they stay on top. It's wow. not like they it's not wow. like they don't know. They know wow. they know everything. They they know, you know, what probably footwear is gonna be like and how people are gonna be buying footwear. Mm. And so with that kind of knowledge that, that company has, it's, it's like it's like insider trading on Wall Street. Yep. It's exactly like that. Like the way you're describing it. I'm saying, Oh wow, this guy knows about this stock and he's gonna just buy it. Before everybody even knows about it, he's gonna buy it. We had that's what it sounded like when you were talking about that app. You know, kids that oh, you're saying parents that work for Nike had kids that knew about this app and started buying up before even people knew about it. Is no, the no the v, the v, there's a VP. There's a the crazy story that happened recently, but she had to get she had to was forced to retire because her son was buying these limited edition off whites, whatever like shoe was being released. Mm. But he was buying hundreds of them and reselling them. <laughs> so and people and are and upset. The whole market for that, yeah. yeah. People are upset because every time they go on the sneakers app, which is a Nike app, to get these shoes, they'd never get them. Mm -hmm. So when they saw this guy that came out, and then he, um, all these interviews are out there. When all that stuff got leaked, everyone's mad because there was someone from the inside that was letting her kid buy all these and resell them. But like. To say that Nike didn't know that, uh, and I think he was using uh, her credit card, her company credit card, buy it. Wow. So to say that company or Nike doesn't know is you're just then you're you're blind. Like wow. Nike knows what's happening. I mean, there are people that I've I've worked with who are making custom Jordan One shoes, mm. but like how is that not infringement of some sort? Right. Like even putting a swoosh on something like. Nike knows this stuff is happening, but as long as it doesn't mess with them at a at a bigger level, they won't say much. I mean, they'll they'll speak up on on these uh, these devil shoes and just say, "Oh yeah, we're, we're suing him," but you're not saying anything else. Right. You're not saying like, "Oh, this is bad. Don't do this." It's just like <laughs> we're going to sue you. <laughs> That's all it is. You know, and, and the people, and the biggest thing I had about that shoe was that they admitted that they put human blood into it. During a pandemic, during a, the, the most restricted time, people can't go out and, and, and run a business and you can create an online uh, um, scarcity for things that actually can get you sick. Like whatever. Right. And at the same time, like, where's the where's that creativity in the it's not like you weren't working with a, a newly developed color palette. You just you're red and black. You put some <laughs> you put some cool stuff in and you filled it with liquid like. <laughs> At what level do people start to be like, no, this is this sucks. Like, I, I want like, uh, I want something better. I want some. And, and at the same yeah. time, I think you mentioned it. It's, a, it's a Air Max ninety seven. Yeah. Like, who cares? Like, I, I've forever been like done with like, the only shoe that I've ever cared about was like the Air Max um, Up Tempo ninety five and ninety seven. Mm -hmm. But for me, like those were 
my idea when I first started looking at shoes and I thought they were crazy because whoever made those things was like engineering genius. Mm. But now it, I don't, I don't understand the, the, uh, this kind of hype culture because if it's not hyped up, people don't want it. Mm. And, uh, it's a game that, uh, people love to play. And I just, I just think it's funny because I, I don't know it, any, any publicity, good or bad, is is good for the company. Hmm. Um, they're talking about you. They're, 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 this is happening. Uh, Nike stocks went up. You know, Nike had to, to lay off a lot of employees, and nobody knows about this stuff. They, they're firing people left and right, and now they're hiring a lot of younger people to pay them less. Mm-hmm. And that's just kind of how they work. Yes, right. it's, it's, it's just a, it's a crazy system when you're in the industry and you're seeing what's happening. Mm-hmm. Um, so for me, it's like to, to bet everything on, like, I need to be the foot, a footwear designer for life. Like that. I know I'm way more than that. Mm-hmm. I know that right now I understand it. And if I can help someone, I'm like, cool. But if I can keep pushing, pushing forward, awesome. But like, there's more to, you know, again, our cultures. Mm-hmm. I just felt like footwear was such a strong element, you know, that went and tied everything together. And not many people were touching on that. So, um, yeah, and I mean, uh, that being a long, long answer to, to the devil shoes, uh, Nike knew. I mean, Nike knows about everything. Mm. It is, it's just one of those things that uh, I think that... Uh, it works to such- their favor. It works to their favor because, I mean, that, that, that article was everywhere on the internet. It was well, all now over apparently social Nike media. issued a cease and assist letter, so he's not allowed to sell the shoes. But he already sold you know, the them. Funny thing he already is, sold the them, funny right? Thing is, he already sold them, they, right? He, yeah, he sold them. But these big companies are always releasing cease and desist. They're, they're shooting out. <laughs> Nike's probably shooting out 100 a day. <laughs> see, this is the insider uh, seat that we needed to see. Like, you're right. This is like normal. Let's use this. It's almost like they're politicians where, how can we spin this for us? Oh, all right. Is it going to do that for us? All right, fuck it. Let it ride. You know, it's like or, or even this, you know, I'll flip it a little bit. Nike has people, I'm sure they're just coming up with a crazy ways. They're like, okay, I'm putting EVA with this, with this material, this material. Cool. And then to have a lawyer that's in it to a lawyer, the lawyer writes up a patent on it. They get that, they pay the whatever, uh, how much it costs to get a patent made for it. And so they have millions of patents that they probably won't even touch. Mm. But if, if a guy like me thinking I came up with something and I, I make it, Nike's and come back like, hey, we had a patent on that already. Sorry, you can't make it. Cease and desist. Wow. Like it's stuff like that that people are just coming out, especially Nike and Adidas and these big companies. They're just creating these patents for mm. things. Mm. So really, you're 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 trying to be the only one of uh, of everything. Which that's why I, when I say like I'm not trying to create like the fastest running shoe. Because if I did, they would come back with a patent and say, hey, man, we have a patent on that. You can't even do that. <laughs> or they're going to say, you know what? Your, your company is doing so well. We're going to we have these lawyers and we're going to sue you for more than your company is worth. So you either have to sell us your company or you pay us this money. It's it's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's that's colonial rule. It's it's disguised as corporate things, but that's the way colonials roll. Guys, this is the Indigenous Designer Legendary Absolutely podcast. cool conversation. Everyone man. that's going to be 
checking this out on Spotify has something coming. Absolutely. I love I love exposing um, different genres of art. It's not just music. And this he now has a home in shoes. L.A. Absolutely. And we're going to, uh, yeah, man. Hey, welcome to the L.A. Natives family. Um, please let us know when you release new shoes because we want our community to support you. I know myself will, I'll support you. And, and just by hearing your story and hearing your intention, um, we just, I don't know. I don't put too much. If, if, if a, if a giant conglomerate can't come up with creative ideas to evolve its company and just continues to regurgitate the same thing over and over. And then their brilliant defense is, well, I own a patent on that. I think they're lazy. And I think you can come up with creative solutions for our people. And, uh, and I, and I wish you nothing but the best because that's what I think you're doing. You're going, I can do this in a very different way than they're doing it and be successful. And that's our, our indigenous blood, our resilience. Thank you for your time, brother. It's Thank been you. an amazing conversation. Absolutely. Thanks, guys. Any last words you want to wanna say? Um, me? Uh, no, I, I think... Uh, <laughs> No, I, I think I'm good. I mean, anything that I say, I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna, like you said, I, I have a lot to say, but uh, I appreciate you guys uh, let me let me speak, and um, I do look forward to uh, sharing more of uh, uh, any of my uh, further creations. You know, be it footwear, you know, out there with you guys. It, it's just um, uh, can't wait, can't wait to see the stories, can't wait to see the pictures, can't wait for people to put them on and really experience. <laughs> Just experience the, uh, to me, it was a concept, but nice. it, it's, uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. Well, we look forward to your designs. Please keep us up to date, and we're definitely going to support, and I know that the LA Natives community feels inspired about buying your shoes too, man, one day. And it, when you get it um, in a consistent form, or even if you don't, we'll treat them as collector's items and people, and we have a connection with your story, at least from here at this podcast. Thank you so much for being our guest. All right. Thanks, guys. Thanks a lot, brother. Is this going to be another wow? I think so, yeah, man. <laughs> Look, indigenous people are talented, man. They And they've sat in rooms where maybe a lot of people didn't get to see, get, get to sit in. Let me explain one thing. It's no different than a king. Right. He describes this story where he sits down with the main guy of the company. Like if you're sitting in front of King Henry VIII and he tells you, where do you rate yourself in all the nights in my thing? And so this guy hits him up and says, where do you rate yourself in the designer? And he feels and he feels weird about that. He feels weird about it because that corporate don't own his talent. His talent comes from the universe. His talent comes from the struggle that lives in his blood. And you cannot just conjure up that. You can sit on a seat like a king and claim ownership of it. But you're no owner and you're no ruler. You're a liar, a thief, and you exploit humanity. I'm talking about European theology or anyone who thinks they're better than anybody, any person of color 
just because you're of European descent or white. That done. If you don't understand the times, which you don't because your fathers never taught you, they didn't take the time to teach you about time. Yeah. Well, our abuelos did and they encoded it in our blood. And now's the time where we have to implement every bit of their teachings, every bit of their math, every bit of their road, even though it's hard, even though we may feel like it's impossible. Once you get out of the colonial understanding, you'll see that you sit in the driver's seat and you are the dream master. We'll see you Wednesday. Wednesday, LA Natives, Wednesdays. LA Natives. Mishikatiawe. <laughs>